So I'm going to try my hardest not to make this extremely longer than what it needs to be. Um, we're going to cut right to the chase. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Within the Ropes. I'm your host, the host, Brian Tronic, and this is the AEW All Out Review or Rant or whatever you want to call it. Um, listen, let's just cut straight to the chase. All right. We'll get, we'll get to the other style. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll talk about it, give a little brief, whatever. Main event time, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. After the match, after Kenny Omega beats Christian Cage like we all, I mean, I mean, that's not a surprise. We all knew that that was going to happen, right? Um, but man, I mean, if speculation wasn't enough, right? I mean, through all the speculation, through all the, all right, you know, Brian Danielson's going to be at All Out. <sighs> One thing that I was hoping wouldn't happen was Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole debuting last night at All Out was literally the worst thing, in my opinion, that could happen to WWE at this time. Daniel Bryan also debuted last night at All Out. And look, Daniel Bryan's done, I feel, everything that he could have done in WWE. Nothing left for him to do. He's been in there with all the greats, all the upcoming greats. He main evented WrestleMania this year. Like, he's done it all. He's had his own WrestleMania. He's been tag team champion, intercontinental champion, world heavyweight champion, money in the bank winner, WWE champion, the yes movement. Every He's done it all, right? But Adam Cole, someone who's been in NXT for four years, right? Um... I, and, and I just know it. I know that if if given the right opportunity, if put in the right opportunity, put in the right place, I know that he would have loved to be WWE champion and, and, you know, possibly main event WrestleMania one day. But that's not going to happen. And the reason why it's not going to happen, old, like the ultimate reason... I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think it's a bunch of crap. The fact that WWE couldn't, at least for one guy who, like I said, I feel like is the is a huge difference maker. He may not be the difference maker in AEW. That may not be the case now because he's alongside the Daniel Bryans, the CM Punks, hell, even the Kenny Omegas. Um. And whoever else decides to come to AEW in the next few months, right? But God damn it, like Adam Cole was seasoned, was ready for the main roster. And all that is over with now because of Twitch. Because WWE would not allow Adam Cole to stay on Twitch. I'm pretty sure that's the difference maker. I mean, if not already, the fact that his girlfriend, um, Britt Baker's there, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people say, oh, his friends are there too, but he made friends in WWE. He would have been fine. I just don't understand how WWE could fold that hard. Right? And, I, and look, I don't want to make this a WWE bash session or session. I don't want to make this a, w, a bashing WWE uh, session, 
And I want to do that because, look, if there's anything we know about WWE, and I, I've had to be reminded this over the f- past few hours on Twitter, like, if we know anything about WWE, they'll be fine. They're going to bounce right back. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be fine, right? But I don't know if this day and age, if at this time, you know, in wrestling, if they're going to be able to, you know, wait it out like they usually do, like they like to do. Well, let's wait it out. We'll see. No. No, I, I, I don't know if that's going to work this time. And it's interesting because Adam Cole leaving WWE is like a statement. It's a statement for himself. It's a statement for people who are currently under contract in NXT. And, you, you know, uh, it's a statement for the Garganos. It's a statement for the Champas. Um, hell, it's even a, uh, I, 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 you know, Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho coming. I mean, yeah, she got released, but these are statements for the Ember Moons. You, you, you know what I mean? These are statements for uh, everybody employed by WWE. Daniel Bryan at the end of the show last night said something along the lines of, you know, he loved working for WWE. Like, he absolutely loved that place, and he still left. He still decided to come to AEW. So WWE's really got to figure it out. They've really got to figure out um, what they can do. And, again, knowing Vince, he's not going to fucking make someone stay. Like, if you want to go, go. If you want to leave, leave. It is what it is. You, you, you know? Um, he's got to find some way to get get better. Like, Raw and SmackDown have to be better. NXT have to be better. There, there's got to be more wrestling. There's got to be less bullshit and more wrestling. But that's something that we've all been saying for the longest, right? But WWE is so perfect at everything that they do. The production is on point. The best, in my opinion. Production, the look, everything. But they've got to kind of draw back on that, hold back, and listen. You've got to have better story. It's time. People are leaving because they want to wrestle. People are leaving because they see the talented men and women on the AEW side and they want to wrestle with those talented men and women. You know, they they don't want to be the main event of WrestleMania. They don't want to be WWE champion, and that's a problem. That's a problem. When Adam Cole, or when Daniel Bryan says he doesn't want to wrestle, he doesn't want to main event WrestleMania anymore. He doesn't want to be WWE champion anymore. And when Adam Cole says, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to do that at this point. That's a problem. It's an issue. Big, 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 big issue. Um, but let's go down the card real quick and we'll talk more about what this show felt like to me. Um, how it could have been better and how it could have been worse. Uh, they started off on the buy-in. 
Uh, they gave us Best Friends and uh, Jurassic Express going up against the Hardy Family Office. This match was pointless to me. I didn't really care for it. Um, we saw the return of The Butcher, which, again, meant absolutely nothing to me. I don't give a shit. So, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Uh, Best Friends and Jurassic Express, though, would, would defeat Hardy Family Office, as they should. Jurassic Express being, in my opinion, the number one contenders still for the tag team titles and best friends. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing with best friends. They're, they're kind of like, they're like just, you know, uh, day oneers, If you want to call them, that's what Daniel Bryan called them. Day oneers who just kind of lounge around, you know, on dynamite and dark and rampage and they have trios matches and, you know, things like that. So, Again, this is this was not a heavy hitter match. This was not something that it was interest to me. I didn't really care for it. Uh, they started off the show with Miro defending the TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. This match lasted a little over 13 minutes. Miro picked up the victory. I knew it was going to happen. I'm glad it did. Um, Eddie Kingston wasn't as aggressive as I felt like he should have. I know that he was aggressive with those chops early on. Um, messed up Miro's chest a little bit, but there was nothing about this match or about Eddie Kingston that made me feel like, whoa, like Miro is in trouble. Miro's threatening. Maybe that wasn't supposed to happen, but I don't know. It's someone like Eddie Kingston who, you know, who in my opinion is like a fighter, you, 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 you know, from the streets. He just didn't really deliver in this match with Miro and, you know, Miro, again, carried and, you know, basically proved that, again, that he's, you know, a top-level talent being held down in a mid-card division. Miro is top-level talent who is being held down in mid-card division. I'm going to say it again. He's not doing anything different. I mean, he's on TV more, maybe, but he's not doing anything different that he hasn't done or that he wasn't doing in WWE. Um, but the next match we got was John Moxley against Satoshi Kojima. And this match was okay. John Moxley, I don't like the way he wrestles right now. I, I just don't like it. It's very sloppy. It's very, you know, I seen a clip from Roads to the Top that they played. I believe it was on the buy-in. And John Moxley told Cody that he had a hangover. <laughs> yeah, Mox, you look like you're either drunk or you have a hangover, and and you're. I, I don't, it just doesn't look good. Doesn't look good, man. I don't see how people look at John Moxley and think, man, this guy is great. No, he's basic. He's almost as basic as John Cena when it comes to in ring work. I'm sorry, that's it, it's the truth. That's how I feel. He's almost as basic as John Cena when it comes to in-ring work. Did absolutely nothing for me against Kojima. Just a lot of chops, a lot of this, a lot of that. Not very much to go off of there. But it was what happened afterwards, I'm sure. What meant more to John Moxley and Tony Khan and to the pay-per-view. It was uh, Minoru Suzuki showing up at AEW and confronting John Moxley and them exchanging uh, forearms and 
and elbows and, and things like that. I think the elbow and forearm exchanged happened a bit premature. I would have waited on that. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. They already announced a match between the two on Dynamite uh, and the homecoming for John Moxley in Cincinnati. So cool. Great. <laughs> the next match we got was Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander is good. Okay? She is good. Um, and there's no way in hell Especially with what we knew happened after with the debut of Adam Cole, with all the Britt Baker has too much momentum and too much fire. You know, she got too much pull in AEW. Obviously, I'm sure she was a heavy driving force for Adam Cole coming to AEW. They ain't taking that title off her anytime soon. It kind of makes me mad though, because it's like, what the future look like? Now, I don't think that. Look, it's tough. It's really tough. Ruby Soho uh, uh, debuted for AEW last night as well. She won the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal to earn a future AEW Women's World Championship match. So if you're telling me that Ruby and Britt Baker are going to go one-on-one for the championship and that Ruby Soho is going to lose that match, then I would have just had Thunder Rosa be the one to 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 win the battle royal. That's who Ruby eliminated. I would have had Thunder Rosa eliminate Ruby, have Thunder Rosa go on to fight Britt Baker. They have history, right? They have history. So I feel like, you know, if someone's going to lose to Britt Baker, why not let it be Thunder Rosa? Why Ruby so quick? Well, who knows? I don't know when they're going to do this match. Who knows? They might hold it off a few months, and maybe they will put Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker first, but it would make no sense at all, considering that Ruby just won the Battle Royal and eliminated her last. So I don't know. We'll have to see about that. But Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Chris Statlander by submission. Um, Cool match. It was an okay match. It was a little boring, but... You know, it is what it is. She did the Britsburg uh, sunrise, whatever you want to call it. That ain't foreshadowing what we saw later on. I don't know what is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Lucha Brothers. Steel cage match with the Young Bucks with the AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. This match would be the longest match of the night at a little over... 22 minutes and the Lucha brothers finally defeated the young bucks and finally captured gold in AEW. It's about damn time. Insert the LeBron James meme. It's about damn time. (laughs) Lucha brothers are near flawless in that ring. I said it on the bullet cast last night. Make sure you guys check out the bullet cast. Me, Philip and Brandon, we, we did an all out, recap over there so like i said man make sure you guys follow the bullet cast on social media uh make sure you guys check out the latest episode of the bullet cast and you can hear my quick thoughts there but i i I said it on there i said um (sighs) the lucha brothers are near flawless like they do some of the most dangerous shit 
and there's like little error, like no error, like none at all. And it's scary almost. It's like, yo, they're so good. And them and, 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 and Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, they have incredible chemistry. But I'm not telling you guys something that you don't know. You guys all know it. Incredible chemistry, impeccable, impeccable. Um, and they know how to, they know how to, they know how to start and stop very well. It's just very fluid. It's like milk, <laughs> you know, milk. It's pouring into a glass. I don't really know how, how else to explain it. You guys know I enjoyed this match. I think it was the match of the night, the best match of the night um, by a large margin. Like, None of the matches were even close, you know? So congratulations to Los Lucha Brothers, yeah? Um, Ruby Soho defeated Thunder Rosa, already said that. Chris Jericho survived MJF by defeating him with the Walls of Jericho or whatever you want to call it now. And I guess this was the right call. No one sees Chris Jericho retiring from in-ring, and only sticking to commentary right now, that ain't happening. It's it's just not going to happen. So I was fine with the outcome. Um, I loved the false finish um, with MJF getting the victory. And then I think it was, I think it was Bryce. Was it Bryce? I think it may have been Bryce or I forget, I forget the referee's name. Hold on, let me look. Uh, Paul Turner was it Paul Turner? It could have been Bryce or Paul. I'm not sure who ended up telling. I believe it was Aubrey who was officiating the match. Ended up telling Aubrey that Jericho had his foot on the ropes, and basically the match restarted, and that's how we got to the end. The way it was put together, I mean, fuck, don't if you didn't watch it, don't fucking listen to me. Go fucking. Watch that shit. Uh, uh, that was one of the best things. Other than the Lucha Brothers winning and, and going up against the Young Bucks and, you know, all, of course, all the stuff at the end, that finish to that match was very, very clever. I liked it, and it made me smile. I like when wrestling makes me smile. You guys ever have that experience where something happens and you just smile? You don't even really pop necessarily. It just makes you smile, and you shake your head like, damn. You know, oh, another thing that that I thought was cool was MJF um, playing tricks on us at the beginning of this match uh, during the entrances. Uh, they did the countdown, the Jericho countdown, and then um, the pyro, and then up on the up on the video screens, it said Jericho's last match, and then MJF music hits. Doom. I was like, God damn it, Jim JF had me thinking we was finna get uh Y2J tonight. <laughs> had me thinking we was finna get Y2J. Come on, man. So yeah, that was cool too. MJ MJF's good, man. Shit like that that makes you smile. When you smile in wrestling, that that's how you know that it's 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 good and everything's gonna be all right. <clears throat> Jericho defeats MJF, though. I don't know where MJF goes here. But I'm sure we'll see. CM Punk, after seven long years, 
made his return to the ring last night against Darby Allen, the young upcoming, the young homegrown professional wrestling superstar for AEW. And man, oh man. CM Punk is back, ladies and gentlemen. The best in the world is back. Didn't look like he missed a beat, missed a step, missed a nothing. He looked damn good in that ring. He looked a little gassed, a little at times, a little. He wasn't huffing and puffing, but, you know, he looked a little slow at times, you know. But listen, CM Punk is fucking back. And it made me feel so good. CM Punk was one of my guys before he left, okay? Money in the Bank 2011 holds a special place in my heart. I was going through something at that time. I'll never forget being at work for the entire pay-per-view and then coming home. Uh, I, I I had it ordered and recorded on my DVR, came home, and I stayed up the entire time and watched this pay-per-view. And hearing Chicago absolutely go nuts for CM Punk was something I had, man, it was just something special. Gave me goosebumps. So, um, AEW's got to do a better job at either turning up the music or turning down the crowd or something. Because when the crowd is so loud in AEW, you can't really hear the music. Oh, that was another thing. Going back real quick to Chris Jericho. He had his, uh, his fellow Fozzie brethren, uh, play him out with the guitar, um, you know, playing Judas and it sounded great, but it drowned the crowd. The crowd kind of didn't really know what part the song was at. Um, if you couldn't really hear it on TV, I'm pretty sure it sounded like shit in the arena. So I don't know. They're going to have to get a little better at that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> that was cool. That that entrance was cool. But um, yeah, CM Punk defeated Darby Allen. He did a spot where he gave him the GTS, and Darby fell out of like collapsed out of the ring, sort of like at 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 uh, Money in the Bank 2011. So that was fucking cool. Um, Darby Allen's good, man. I wonder. It's fucking good, man. Um, but CM Punk, welcome back. Um, that sounded like my intro. Welcome back. <laughs> CM Punk is, is, is definitely back and he's definitely here and he's definitely going to be a huge deal for AEW going forward, especially after the match he gave last night. Um, I thought it was strange to have this match go on before the three minute and 10 second Paul White QT Marshall match. I know a lot of fans went to go get merch and went to the bathroom and went to, you know, go do whatever uh, at this point. Um, Don't know why this match went on right before the main event, but hey, you know, who cares? Who cares? Um, Paul White picked up the victory, though, so that was cool. Congrats, Paul, for getting back in the ring. Um, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. AEW World Championship match. Uh, Kenny did some stuff in this match, but I'm still waiting for him to put on that crazy, you know, best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega performance that everybody talks about. I'm still waiting for it. 
because it hasn't happened in AEW. He's had great moments, cool matches, but he hasn't had a great one. He hasn't had like a great, great, great Kenny Omega match. I'm still waiting on it. Hopefully we'll get it soon. Um, Christian put his body on the line last night. All 100% props and, and love and appreciate. You know, I'm so appreciative of a guy like Christian. And, and again, this is what I think um, Daniel Bryan after the show, you know, the media scrum and everything. He had said that, you know, Vince McMahon was overprotective of him. You know, Brian said he wanted to push his body to the limit. Christian Cage wants to push his body to the limit. While it is a scary thing, considering especially Brian's in, uh, injury and how it was career ending for a little while. You know, if that's what you want to do, cool. You know, it is. I appreciate you, Christian. I appreciate you. He had that spear. Uh, that table spot that, that like got him on his left or his right side. Um, man, I hope he's all right. <laughs> I hope he's all right. But uh, Kenny Omega uh, obviously defeats Christian Cage, picks up the victory. I believe it was a uh, one-winged angel. What was it? A one-winged angel was it off the top, off the top rope. Yeah, or yeah, one-winged day, one-winged angel off the top rope. Uh, to pick up the victory with a little help from uh, Doc Gallus and Carl Anderson. <clears throat> they started beating up on Christian Cage, and then, of course, uh, Jurassic Express make their way to the ring, run in to try to help Christian Cage. Um, they get beat up. And, I, I mean, you already know. It's, <laughs> Kenny Omega grabs the mic. This is this is notorious in AEW at this point. You know somebody's coming. Something big's going to happen. Kenny Omega grabs the mic like he hasn't really been doing for a very long time post-match. And Adam Cole's new music hits. Shout out Mikey Ruckus. Yo, you put your elbows into that fucking thing, bro. Holy shit. Adam Cole sounding good. Adam Cole is back, and, and it's bittersweet. Like I said, I felt like Adam Cole was, was going to be the next showstopper. He was going to be the guy, you know, for WWE, but he's in AEW now. And, you know, nothing but, um, nothing but good lucks, and, and, you know, I'm going to be, I, I still get to watch him, so. It's not that bad. It's it's not. I still get to watch him. Um, but Adam Cole comes out. He kind of teases a, um, you know, he gets in the face of Kenny Omega, and he kind of teases that he's against them. But it's one thing I just noticed before I started recording this. Adam Cole came out of the heel tunnel. They told us even before he stepped foot in that ring that he was the elite. We were so we were that's how excited we were. That's how wrestling should be. Tony Khan, you're the fucking man. I gotta give it to you. I have to. You make some, you know, really head scratching decisions. And again, that's a talk for another pod. Talk for another day. Um and y'all know. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Tony Khan and AEW, they make some some head. I mean, I'm scratching my head all day watching a Dynamite and a Rampage and, 
you know, a, a revolution and an all out and a fucking double or nothing. But this was good. This was fun. This was exciting. Um, he aligned himself with the elite, of course. And just as uh, Kenny Omega was about to send the crowd home, Daniel Bryan's music hits. Um, and man, oh man, what a fucking, like, what a banger. What a banger of a fucking theme. Let me give credit where credit is due. Shout out Elliot Taylor. Elliot Taylor, Elliot Taylor CA on Twitter. That's who made Daniel Bryan's theme. Um, if you guys didn't know that already. Fucking fantastic. That shit knocks. The beat is crazy. Um, Daniel Bryan got the ponytail. <laughs> uh, came out and made the save. Everybody brawled at the end. Adam Cole looks comfortable. Like he ain't fucking... <laughs> Like he been there. Listen, man. Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan um, are a big deal. Adam Cole, in my opinion, more than Daniel Bryan. But I don't know if Adam Cole is going to be the needle mover. I definitely think that Daniel Bryan is going to be the needle mover. Who knows? Only time will tell. Um. Not gonna lie, man, it hurt. <laughs> I'm a WWE guy. Like I've been watching WWE forever. Um, you know, I, I I don't I don't sit here and knock and hate on other wrestling companies and organizations and things like that. It's just you know when you see someone and you just know like man, I want to see that guy at WrestleMania, and then they show up somewhere else where there's not a WrestleMania. It's like fuck, man. I really wanted to see Adam Cole. Main event WrestleMania. I really wanted to hear 80, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people scream Adam Cole Bay Bay. That Adam Cole Bay Bay last night might have been the loudest since TakeOver Brooklyn 3. I'll tell you right now. Um, and like I said, this is like a statement maker for everybody in WWE right now. Like, if your contract is up, you know. But I feel like Vince will be all right. Um... The stories have to get better. I've been joking all on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow the show on Twitter at Within the Ropes. I've been joking around a lot, um, you know, making jokes about WWE and what they should do and what they're going to do. But listen, I know uh, if we know WWE, they're probably not going to do a damn thing. They're going to stay tunnel vision. They're going to do what they know, do what they want and do it their way. And to them, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I don't know if Vince McMahon's going to double down on what he said and say that he doesn't see Tony Khan and AEW as competition, but Tony took that shit personal. <laughs> Tony Khan took that shit personal. He definitely took it personal. And he got his foot on WWE's neck. And I'm sure that this ain't, this ain't the end. This is just the beginning. Hell, last night I said it's halftime. I said AEW up 50. WWE got zero. And this is halftime. He going to let WWE breathe for a second. There's still big names out there. Bray Wyatt's. Hell, I'll even go one further. Braun Strowman. Um, 
Man. What a fucking night for pro wrestling fans. <sighs> Incredible. All right, well, that's it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and... I could sit here all day and talk about my displeasures and talk about how sad I am and talk about how happy I am and talk... You know what? I haven't talked about how much how happy I am and how juiced it. Let me do that for a minute. I am happy. I'm juiced because Adam Cole fucking looks great. He's got a new shirt. I'm going to fucking buy it. Um, Daniel Bryan looks like he's going to be having a great fucking time. I first time I've heard him curse, uh, this much after, you know, all out last night in a long time. So I know that he, he feels great. Um, Ruby Soho is going to tear the women's division apart like she should have been doing in WWE. So congratulations to her. Um, and man, uh, your, your move, WWE, your move. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy that makes it a you know, WWE versus AEW thing. Cause I don't think it is that yet, but you know, whew, boy, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in, even though it is the morning after AEW All Out. If you've taken the opportunity to listen to this, then I want to say that I, I thank you and I appreciate you. And, you know, I'm going to be back again tonight for the Monday Night Raw review. And um, we're going to see. That's that's uh, going to be headlined. I don't know. Well, I don't know who's headlining it, but we're going to see Drew. As far as we know now, Drew and Sheamus, number one contenders match, I believe, for the U.S. title. Uh, Charlotte and Nia, Raw Women's Championship match. That should be good. The Queen City, right? God damn it, man. I'm scared for WWE. Who contract is up next? Somebody give me the contracts. I want to see who contract up next. I, I got to see something real quick. But, um... Like I said, thank you for for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, I didn't want to make this long, so I hope it's not too long. Um, I just wanted to get put my perspective out there, put my feelings and thoughts out there uh, further more than I did on the Bullet Cast. Again, make sure you guys check out the Bullet Cast um, and follow me at Brian Tronic on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, visit within the ropes podcast.com. That's where you can find all the episodes. That's where you can, you know, find everything, find it all. So, uh, look, man, uh, have a good day, wrestling fans. Um, I'll see you on Twitter. I'll see you uh, tonight after Monday Night Raw. Yeah, have a good one.